listening to the Retro Guardians. Okay, now what? Buckle up. Have you ever bought or rented a videotape that wasn't quite right? <laughs> Groovy. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Hasta la vista, baby. Retro Guardians. Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Retro Guardians. I'm Jay. And I'm Ben. Ben, today we're talking about this 90s horror series, books, merchandise, movies. Which all seem to be directed at the younger generation. Yeah, want to get us youngins at the time hooked on horror. None other than R.L. Stein's Goosebumps. What's your first memory of this, Ben? Now, I know there have been several uh, series. I mean, um, I think there's been two or three, maybe. But yep. my memory of them is the earlier days, which is the first lot of books. Mm-hmm. And I believe uh, there's like four or five titles that still stand out to me. Yep. One actually being the first one, which was called Welcome to the Dead House. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neither the Dummy is another one that still stands out. Yep. The, the Haunted Mask, because I always remember the cover. Um, is another one. I remember Monster Blood. There were several, like part one, two, three, even more, maybe. Mm-hmm. One Day at Horrorland was another. And, and then there was one other one called The Barking Ghost or something. And then there was the Night a night in Terror Tower. That was the last one. So a little more than what I said, but I did remember a few titles. Mm, yep. What about yourself? So I had the books. I've got... I've- I've still got them here, like the original ones, which I'm surprised. Good. Yeah, uh, from the '90s, and Good. I look, I, I can't remember what year. I think it was '92, '93 onwards that I had these books, and I'm I'm very surprised that my mum hasn't thrown these out. And you know, in every episode, I always talk about all the cool things I had as a kid, and that my mum chucked everything out. Um, now I seem to remember those books came out '92, so we were still in primary school at that yeah. point. And so I know they continued until we were about uh, midway through high school and you still had them even then. Yeah, yeah. And I've got about maybe 18 of them. So there were 62 Good. books in the original series that was made between 92 and 97. Um, what were some of the titles that you have? Well, look, I've got a good mix. I don't have the full consecutive number one right through, but I've got like... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in in consecutive order, and then I've sort of got sort of random ones between sort of ten, and I think the last one I've got is number thirty-one. So it's the very early sort of part. Now I I remember with my choose your own adventure books that I used to buy them every month when they came out. I was you waiting. Did. I remember you telling me that? Yeah, I was waiting. I I don't remember buying the goosebumps as they came out but i obviously you know was buying them fairly regularly and i i would have been how old would we been in 92 sort of 11 12 ish yes 
And no, 11. I think this was probably my first foray into the horror scene. I know you and I watched horrors sort of, um, you know, early teens, like to late teens, but this I'd was... I'd say with us as yep. a pair watching them, it was the following year, so it was right on the verge of it. So 93 onwards, I know we were watching certain ones. Yeah, yeah. So this was sort of that... that opening foray into horror and I, I i think i i they weren't too scary but they as a as a young kid they they were a bit frightening weren't they it goes back to what we talked about with the nightmare game that mm. certain people were afraid but it wasn't horrific horror it yeah. was just similar to goosebumps it was so that it, it was goosebumps. still pg kind of 13 kind of horror yeah yep and i think even coming to today and i say this in nearly every episode there'd be parents today that would whinge and complain about these books being too scary you know? <laughs> they would and i don't know if they would sell like they do uh but they did the reason these up. books carry on now is the legacy factor yeah, it is yeah. because of the parents mm. yep um and look, they're a great book. I, I enjoyed them. Um, uh, and I think this sort of spawned off into um, a range of other Goosebumps uh, media, including movies, didn't it? And television. Yep, and TV. So the the movies, I've actually got a couple of them on VHS, and they're pretty lame, to be honest. They're, they're not great. Um, but they're a collector's item. They are highly sought after. Um, just don't watch them for the acting because it's not good. Um, now, do you remember the name of any of those movies? There were a couple, but no, not really. I remember the TV shows more than the movies. Yeah. Um, the TV shows were made in, in Canada. I know that for a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think the uh, uh, th there's actually a couple of new, uh, newer Goosebumps films as well. Um and uh, I'm just trying to think of the names of the actual original um, movies. I can't. I can't remember them off the top of my head. It'll come to me in a minute because I've got them. But the um, the, the remade films uh, you were telling me earlier. One of them contains uh, none other than our friend Mr. Black, Jack Black as um, yeah. one of the actors, which I haven't seen that one. I've seen a bit of it. I haven't seen all of it. It had a bit more money than the earlier ones. I know that much for a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had sort of reached a point where essentially it's sort of like a Pandora's box situation, I think, and then all the monsters of the books get out or something in a real world or something, yeah. something like that. I haven't seen it all, and it's been a while since I've watched it, but I do remember it from about seven years ago. Yes, 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 yes. And I think it was specifically made for, for an audience that wasn't as familiar with Goosebumps as we were. Mm, yep, definitely. Um, so I'm just having a look at some of the VHSs, and I, like I said, I've got some in my collection, and I think some of them are actually really hard to come by. Um, you've got The Haunted Mask, which I believe is also a book. Um, yes, a that's night, one of the well-known ones. Yep, A Night in Terror Tower. Yeah, Stay I remember out that one, the, also a book. Yep, Stay Out of the Basement. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah. The Werewolf of Fever Swamp. I'm pretty sure I've that's heard a of book. that one. Yes, I have heard of that I've got. Okay, oh, here you go. I've got the book right in front of me. Yep, definitely. Um, the Haunted Mask Two. Welcome to the Dead House, which was actually book number one. Yes. Uh, Night of the Dummy. There's a couple. Yes, of those that one from. I remember a lot. Yes. Yep, yep. I've got. I've got a couple of them here in front of me. Actually, it's got that creepy looking ventriloquist type of dummy on the cover. 
Um, yeah, so look, that's just a few of them. There were more, but uh, and depending on which market you're in would uh, determine how hard or easy they are to get. And I know in Australia they, they're pretty hard to come by. Um, a lot of them you have to get from the US. Uh, but that, that's, so that, that's the original VHS. And, and there's also the television series, which ran from 95 to 98, where Mr. Stein played himself in the, um, in the show as well. Uh, I assume the Crypt Keeper role. Mm, mm. Um, now, the... Uh, what was I going to say? You know, from those original 90s movies, uh, books, uh, TV series, there also spawned an incredible merchandise line. Now, there is so much stuff that was released. And to the point that there's actually a store at a like a vintage fair in Adelaide that is, I think it was Adelaide, that is purely dedicated to Goosebumps merch. And these people have got so much stuff. And it is sort of just the most incredible um, collection of stuff. Like you'd just be surprised how much Goosebumps merch was out there. These Have you seen days, any I'm around? not surprised by anything in that line. Yeah. So if you say it, I believe you in that yeah. sense because merchandising now more than ever is so popular, but this especially is the old, nostalgic ones. Yeah, this is the old stuff that's sort of, you know, uh, in this store. they got everything. Now, I think you and I, when we went hunting in one of those um, merch, those old vintage um, factory things, you, there was so much... Uh, Goosebumps stuff that cropped up in there too. I don't know if you remember seeing it. I saw a few, not mm. a lot, but I do remember seeing a few things, yes. Mm. Uh, it, it does pop up in antique shops from time to time. Now, the other thing, the, the Goosebumps books still very much um, are available um, in their, I guess, very similar to the original format. But Big W have actually got the entire Goosebumps collection in books for $65. And they're in like a really nice hardcover cardboard um, box. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I'm almost tempted to get it myself. 65 bucks. That's not going to break you. Nah, but it's every book, um, which is really cool. Or the other option is I just buy the missing ones out of my collection um, secondhand and have the full original 90s books in my um collection so it's a catch 22 yeah so oh well rl stein uh you seem to know a little bit about this fella tell me a bit about him in terms of his age and what he's up to i well i do know for a fact he is not far off 80 and i think yep. he'll be turning 80 in the next uh in the next um four weeks so at the moment yep. we're in the middle of um, September while we record this, mm. so I don't know when this is going to get out, but he's supposedly going to be 80 on November, uh, sorry, October the 8th. Mm. So I do know he's worked in many mediums before um, uh, getting successful with the um, the Goosebumps series. Yeah. And he said that he was reading the inspiration actually came from rereading Tales from the Crypt comics that he had when he was young. Mm. And I mean, he was of the age of when the Crypt was a comic in the early 50s. Yes. 
So he knew of these, and that's where the inspiration came from. Yep. He's been referred to on many levels as the Stephen King of children's horror. <laughs> Yep. I don't know whether how to take that, but that mm. is what it is. He wrote a lot of humorous books. I do know that, and also under many pseudonyms for a long time, and um, even in the in the seventies and early eighties. So, I mean, he had written many for many years before the success bug bit him, mm. and um, he'd done a heap of different kinds of novels, but mainly always for the children t teenage market. Mm. That I do know. And he uh, worked on some other shows as well, from animation to also kids shows as well, before um, those successes hit him. I also do know he wrote another series called The Fear Street Books. Oh, yeah. Which was started in the late 80s. He did those as well. Has that got anything, um, is that related to The Fear Street on Netflix by any chance? I'm not sure, to be honest. Hmm. Would be shocked if it was. Hmm. But... Um, I, you know, with what going on, with with how much stuff is out there now, and how much it is turned into to successes and stuff, mm. I would not be shocked. I mean, I think there was a series done in the um, in the nineties based on Fear Street, which I think was his. I'm not sure about the recent ones, mm. um, but I wouldn't be shocked if if there was an influence in there or not. Yeah. Okay. So he also did some video games that were based off. The books as well. I didn't know if you know that. No. That they, uh, he wanted to do it as video games. It didn't pan out the way he wanted to, but because of the success that um, the Goosebumps TV series gave him, he was still able to uh, do a couple of adult stories in novels, and mm. I think they're called The Sitter. Eye Candy and Red Rain, which I know are directed at the adult market. And mm. he just said out loud, he just wanted to try and see if he could do it, and he did. Mm. And just, that was because um, of the success in the 90s from the, the TV show. Mm. Just on that Fear Street, I just quickly threw it in Google while you were talking. Um, the one on Netflix is R.L. Stein's uh, there you go. Fear Street trilogy. Yeah, based on his. So, yeah, I'm going to go watch that again. Um and yeah, the amount of the, the books have just gone crazy. Like around since two, I think. Sorry, this this figure I'm about to give is as of two thousand and eight, so it's pretty old. But around then, four hundred million copies of his books were sold. Um, well, something else I need to add to this is that he's worked on five different book series, mm. including mostly ghostly. Rotten School, Fear Street, Nightmare Room, Goosebumps, and Horrorland, mm. and the standalone novels The Dangerous Girls and The Taste of the Night. Mm. And he's, um, you can't just say he's just success on one book no. series when he's worked on so many, and there's more than multiple books out there on those series too. Mm. Absolutely. So that's one thing you say. This is definitely someone that spent a long time uh, refining his craft and then mm. developing into where he's gone to. Definitely. So I can definitely see this guy doesn't like to sit still and twiggle his farms. He needs to work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and back to the, the actual Goosebumps series, there's been an incredible number of spin-offs. So you've got your original series with 62 books. You've then got Tales to Give You Goosebumps, which was another six books. Then there was 
give yourself goosebumps, another 50 books. And look, Jeez. the list goes on and on. There's about another 10 or 15 um, spin-off series. And, um, you know, the Goosebumps series 2000, that had another 25 books. Like, there's just heaps. Um, and I've only ever read the original, so I couldn't tell you what the other oh, series No, never could were. I. Never could um, I. But, Jay, yeah. he's written all of them? I believe so, yeah. Uh, That's a... Yeah, I don't know, but I believe he has. Well, if we were to add all that up, all the books, mm. he's written over 120 books. Oh, easily. he's got, yeah, he has written them all. I'm just looking at his bio. There's an incredible amount. So he's a very busy man. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And he's, and like I said, he's about to be an octogenarian, and I don't <laughs> suppose he'd be slow and dying anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, and they were published by Scholastic Books. Do you remember Scholastic used to do a lot of our books in school? Yes, I did know that. I do like remember them. Yeah, you'd get like a catalogue every term to take home to your mum and dad and you'd get to... Oh, yes, I remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I remember that. God. <laughs> Pick a book out of the catalogue and put your money in an envelope and send it back to school. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's where I actually got most of my um, Goosebumps books from. No, that. I think mine were mainly it was presents. Mm. It was, we couldn't afford them all the time, but now and then, you know, mm. you know, someone, mum, you know, my mother was generally happy if anyone gave us anything for presents mm. when mm. time came. But she'd always ask for books and stuff, and especially that early nineties period, Jay, when we were heavily into Roald Dahl and stuff. Oh my God, they were so in demand back oh, then. Yeah. You could find some of them pretty cheap. So yes. mum's rule was. You know, if they were cheap, she'd get one every now and again, or Dad would get one every now mm. and again. It wasn't too often, but that's why my series, it wasn't completely completist like your stuff was. Yes. But it was still enough, like I said, that I was happy. You know, I was happy to be reading stuff at that time period, and I still would be now. Mm. So when I look online, like you said, and discover, oh, you can get that whole series for $50 or $100, I'm like, you know what, I don't have a problem paying that for the whole series. Yeah, that's right. And like you said, you could go out and try and find the the missing series that you have to complete your com series, or in my case, I don't have any of them, I would buy the big one. i just get it out of the way and have it. Mm. There's a couple of series at the moment I've saved in the eBay and Amazon um, watch list for that reason, that if – time comes and I've got some spare cash, I might just grab it. Mm. I have, as you know, a young niece and young nephew, and I really want to get them into reading certain books. I think at the moment they're too young for goosebumps, but there's certain other series out there, especially at the moment, that I know I could get for, like I said, those prices. And I'm like, well, I want them to read. This is where yes. I want them to start. What, what, what age group is it targeted at? Goosebumps? Yeah. It's always generally been targeted at the age group we were at when we started. So sort of around the, the 9 to 10 age group up until sort of 12 to 15, mm. sort of in there. But that age demographic has changed. Yeah. You know, kids now, oh, I don't like reading that. That's too soft. Yeah. So, but back in the 90s, it was sort of the like 8 and above kind of age group. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if a few of them were maybe 7 or even 6, just the softer stuff. But yeah. it always felt from eight and above. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. Um, I still think even back then horror was still a bit of a, mm, I'm not sure we want to do something like this. Yes. Regardless. Yep. But, but he seemed to get into a niche as a result of Fear Street's books that they're like, well, why not? Mm. 
And yeah. as you said, this was marketed to kids directly. Yeah. And I yeah. think most um, libraries still prefer kids reading books regardless. So oh, it's like, definitely. all right, if these are for kids, we'll market it to kids. Yeah. And the name obviously still has quite the kick, um, quite the interest. Because So let's just talk about the movies for a sec. So the first one was released in 2015, followed by Goosebumps 2 in 2018. Um, <clears throat> now, I know that the first one, like it cost uh, up to $84 million to make, and it pulled in $158 million. Not bad. So not, not, bad. A flop, not a flop. Yeah, that was the Jack Black one. Now, uh, it yeah. is on my list. I haven't seen it. But um, it was directed by Rob Letterman. Do you know Rob? It sounds familiar. Not a name that you know. Um, Goosebumps 2, it was uh, made for 35 mil and took in 93. So that's quite good. Um, And, yeah, look, I don't know. I I remember seeing the trailer for it, and I wanted to see it. It just never happened. Um, But it contained... They both contained a lot of the well-known characters from the books. So um, I would like to see them. And that leads us in to the new release TV series. Just to go back on one thing, Mm. Rob Letterman that you mentioned... Mm. Monsters vs. Aliens. That's what we saw. He directed that. He did a lot of animation movies like Shark Tale and a few of those. And I believe he worked with Jack on his Gulliver's Travels. That's Mm. where the name comes from. Okay. But um, as you were just saying earlier, a new series is literally on the verge to being released. That tells me that there's still power and the name has resonance still even now with, with audiences. The fact they're doing a new series of Goosebumps after so long. Oh, yeah. As a TV show, not as a movie series. Mm. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that says something right there. Mm. Um, so, the new series, it's being released on Friday the 13th. <laughs> Convenient. Mm. Um, it's been in the works for the last couple of years. Um, it's. Uh, I don't know too much about it. They haven't released a lot of information about it, but... Um, what I can tell you is it was developed by Rob Letterman. It's going to be on uh, Disney Plus and Hulu streaming platforms. Um, and in terms of how many se- uh, seasons or episodes, I- I'm not entirely sure. The first season's got about 10 episodes at this stage from what they've told people. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think it I think it'll probably be a hit. I think it'll be good. Um, All right, well, it's not far off for us to judge. So, mm. I mean, within less than a month, we'll know. Yeah. The, the only sort of plot synopsis that they've released is saying that after accidentally releasing supernatural forces, five teenagers must find a way to work together and recapture them while discovering their parents' secrets from their teenage years. So it sort of sounds like it's got a bit of a throwback there. It does have that sort of Pandora's bot situation, and we're mm. going to collect everything and put it back. Mm. And if it's flowing back to parents' teenage years, hopefully we'll see some sort of correlation to the original Goosebumps 90 series. But as well as a few skeletons in the closet, don't pardon the pun. Mm. Yeah, anyway, Goosebumps. Um, classic 90s teenage scary movie, books, merch, all the above. 
Um, hopefully it hangs around for generations to come. I always thought it was a great series and I hope kids of the future get to enjoy it as well. Well, considering that uh, it's been around now as of now for 30 years mm. since, since it was started, I think it's a good uh, assumption to think that it's still going to be around another 20 plus years. Yeah. Uh, considering how old we are as well and the fact that, as you just said, it's still popular in lots of other mediums, not just books, but film and television, as well as um, mm. other offshoots, including comics as well. Yeah. So I doubt this is going to be forgotten anytime soon, Jay. I doubt it's going to sort of fade off into obscurity at all, mm. to be honest. And considering what you said about how popular merchandise still is as well, I mean, yeah, mm. I think that says everything. And as a bit of a parting statement, I'm going to read the, uh, the, the back of the first book. Book number one, Welcome to the Dead House. This is the synopsis. Amanda and Josh think the old house they have just moved into is weird, spooky, and possibly haunted. And the town of Dark Falls is pretty strange too. But their parents don't believe them. You'll get used to it, they say. Go out and make some new friends. So Amanda and Josh do. But these friends are not exactly what their parents had in mind. Because they want to be friends forever. <laughs> There we go. Thanks for listening to Retro Guardians this week. I'm Jay. And I'm Ben. I'll see you next time. Retro Guardians.